I'm the first to the party, please do not get the boy started Step back and drop 50 like Harden, insistent I need no assistance I make my own shots, you can't stop me, there's no way to guard him Except that you won't catch me flopping, you bring up a topic I'm catching the ball, never dropping, we covering every option Don't matter if we talking basketball, football or boxing We gon' acknowledge it, skip all the politics Honest opinions on top of that polished With no need to push an agenda, unlike the pretenders Who forcing your face, who they riding with We gon' talk real facts, Hey, noise you can kill that We the ones bringing the skill back, No, you can feel that No, you been waiting on someone to bring you the real back Party time, party time, excellent Turn it up, we turn to ups Never late, don't mistake us for no other bullshit shows Cause we the one Party time, party time, excellent Turn it up, we turn this up Never late, don't mistake us for these other shit shows Cause we the one, oh yeah Big stats, big stats, big stats, big stats Big stats, big stats, big stats Big stats, big big What up, though? What up, though? Episode three, first of the party. Me and little Brody Jody Breeze, what's good? What's the deal, ladies and gentlemen? We ready to get y'all some information, man. Bring the heat to the streets. You know how we do. Man, NBA draft just happened Thursday. Mm-hmm. Hit y'all with some fire first from the NBA draft. So uh, we're going to do the little draft recap. Everybody know we all knew this for, what, about two months now. We knew Zion was going one. Yeah. We pretty much knew Ja and... Uh, RJ Barrett, where they was going to. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was, you know, that was pretty good. I like I liked it to see the top three draft picks. Um, man, they, they showed some emotion, man. You know, they showed that they human. And it really made the uh, they all three of the front offices, the uh, Pelicans, the Grizzlies, and the uh, New York Knicks, it kind of made them look at them like, you know what, this is why we picked them. They got it right. All of yeah, them got it right. They all got it right. And, and it's that journey, man. You know, parents waking you up early, keeping you out of trouble. You know what I'm saying? Getting you out there with that basketball in the front yard, in the backyard, going to the park. Mm-hmm. You seen that come out from all three boys. But um, who you got for your winners and losers, man? Man, I got Atlanta winning for sure. Man. I got Atlanta winning. I got the Pelicans winning. I really like how aggressive Atlanta was and how smart they was. And a lot of the times when you got these uh, – a lot of the times when you had these different trades on draft night, in my opinion, I'm like – they lost. That was stupid. You know what I'm saying? But I don't really feel like Atlanta lost. I feel like they won. I feel like the Pelicans won. I mean, ever since they flipped that number four pick for uh from L.A., the Pelicans really been rocking, man. man. I've been rocking with all David their offseason. <laughs> David Griffin been coming out swinging, fire. You know right. what I'm saying? He came out yesterday and also said at the press conference that this is Drew Holiday team. So, and he know he built it around him. And they got a strong defensive team. They can guard. They can switch everything, and, and they got players off the bench that can do it too. You know, they still got Stanley Johnson. Mm-hmm. They went out there and drafted Nikhil uh, Alexander-Walker. You know what I'm saying? He was a big player, you know what I'm saying, last year. He a good defender. Great, great on-ball. Great hey, and on I ball. got that from you. He, a, I, I looked at your notes. He is an elite on-ball defender. And then I went and did the research behind Al Fudge, and exactly what he said is what he is. Another thing is, you know, <laughs> Lonzo. Lonzo, great def- both of them great Drew, defenders. You know, they, they got a nice – a nice defense, and they second pick in the draft was Jackson Hayes. Yeah, the Texas. young, the young boy from Shot Texas. Blocker. Hey, him and Zion, I'm calling it will be the most athletic front court. Swatting everything, man. They gonna Swatting. be up and down. I love New Orleans' new team, bro. I don't care. 
I love their new team, bro. They're young, they're athletic, and they already know who they are. We're going to run, and we're going to play defense. And, they, and then we're going to give you all some highlights, too. Yeah, so. and they didn't just get defensive players. You know, those defensive players can play the other side of the uh, floor, too. They can, mm-hmm. You know, Nikhil uh, Alexander-Walker can shoot the basketball. He can run the offense. You know what I'm saying? And we all know what Zion can do. Right. And Jackson Hayes go remind you of uh, – Big dog from Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? You know, catch the lobs, block shots. Oh, yeah, with the, 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 the fro. Yeah, the fro. Uh, I think his name Allen. Last name yeah, Allen. Jared Allen. Jared Allen, yep, you know, yep. He went to Texas, too, so, you know he what I'm saying? He did. That's crazy. He so, did. you know, they fit that, you know, he fit that mold, and I think that's what they need, a and big man to protect the rim. And speaking of winners, too, while we're still talking about the draft, I just want to give a shout-out to the whole country of Canada because y'all winning. Man. Y'all had four first-round picks. Four. That's the most in history outside RJ, of, of course, the United States. Uh, uh, Alexander Walker. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot uh, of them boys. Them boys. They, 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 they did a good job, man. Like, I, I ain't going to lie. Like, and you got to give a lot of credit to uh, Vince Carter for that. Because Vince Carter, if you look at the, how old they are, how old we are, how uh-huh. old they are, they was Vince Carter was responsible for bringing a whole entire wave to that country. True story. Because it was all about, uh, all about hockey. Yeah. And then a little bit of baseball. But now it's about hockey and basketball evenly. Like, them young kids out there, they're excited about basketball. Uh, Steve Nash, too. Steve Nash had a lot to do with that, too, yeah, as well. I got to get him Canada. credit as well. Yeah, he did his thing, man. Yeah. I feel bad for Bobo, man. I, man he slid. I don't feel bad for him, though. And I'm going to tell you why. Because he went to a great team. He gonna fit in with them Denver boys. Yeah. Just like how yeah. they they watch how Michael Carter watch Michael. how Michael Porter, excuse me, take off this year. It's yeah. gonna be crazy. Yeah. He gonna win rookie of the year in my opinion. I got him winning it or my boy RJ Barrett, man. For the but New you York know, Knicks. I look I think I look at his situation and he in a perfect spot. You know, he could he could take as much time as he need to come back, although he say he's healthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they gonna, they 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 uh they they um doctors gonna find out you yeah. know what I'm saying if he's healthy or and not. Give him time, you know he's two hundred pounds at seven two. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So it's gonna give him time to put on some weight, mm-hmm. work on his game. You know what I'm saying things of that nature. So I like like you said again, Atlanta man. <laughs> you walk away with DeAndre Hunter, man, bro. Cam Reddish. And Fernando, uh, Bruno Fernando. Man. You know, so that's a big – Bruno Fernando's a big who catch lives, block shots, protect the rim. DeAndre Hunter defends and, can, you know, got an inside-outside game. Game, he do. Cam Reddish reminds me so much of Paul George. Man, because he's so smooth. And let me tell you something. A lot of their knock on um, Cam Reddish was um, he can't dribble the ball. It's not that he can't. If you look at him, if you watch Duke this year, it's that he, he didn't, didn't have need to. to. <laughs> he didn't have, he didn't to. have to. That man. And let me tell you something. I know his jump shot was sketchy. He has one of the most professional jump shots in this class. Yeah, he was. Period. He was looking he at as one of the best shot shooter, shooters man. in the draft. You know, he he he's a wet ball. That boy was crispy too, by the way. Man, the boy was icy than a mug, man, with the green suit on. That's also. another reason why I, I, I said I mean, Bull uh, Bowler loser. Cause what the fuck was he wearing? <laughs> Dog. First of all, look. Spider Man head ass nigga. <laughs> fuck is dog doing when you already ugly you don't bring no more attention to yourself dog you black, the blackout dog you was dealt a bad hand <laughs> from a nuke you know what I mean? you'll come here with that dumb ass suit on man rhinestone ass suit oh, that was a third round suit for sure so you nigga you got lucky by going in a damn. second you feel that's why you went undrafted they didn't want to have that nigga with a hat on with their hat on damn Duh. Another winner, man. I want to sound like a homer, but the Detroit Pistons. Oh man, I, see I'm, cool, man. Man, let me tell you something, dog. I've been talking. I was on Facebook all day yesterday posting, and I, I don't want to apologize to everybody that we did not uh, drop the podcast Friday. I was supposed to. That was all on me and the scheduling. So I apologize to the no. fans. 
But these Detroit Pistons and Detroit Lions fans, I, and I know I'm one to talk. I'm very hard on both of our hometown teams. Uh-huh. Let me tell y'all something, man. If you just take your time and stop focusing on Darko Milicic draft picks on what and just let it go, you will realize that this guy Sequel from from France really got game, dog. He fit the Detroit Pistons scheme. If you know what we trying to do under Dwayne Casey, which he he really gonna be a two when he gets to his prime, he gonna be a two way threat. He gonna be able to give you buckets and he gonna stop you. He gonna stop the other team's best defender, you the other look, team's best scorer. Look at the the shit that the tools that he has, and you gotta look at where he went. Dwayne Casey in Toronto was responsible for developing players that went undrafted. Fred, Fred Van Fleet. DeMar DeRozan, you know what I'm saying, uh, Siakam, mm-hmm. Norman Powell. And he looked he looked DeLon like Wright. His you game, I mean, his he game looked like Siakam. He developed all players, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and he developed Siakam, which is the look of sequel, you know, sequel. Exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at him, he already ahead of the curve uh, of Siakam because he can shoot. Right. He's 6'9". And that's now. what I'm and, – and, and a lot of players, a lot of people, I don't know, I was reading on Facebook, uh, LA, they like – he can't shoot. I'm like, well, what if tapers are all watching? Because yeah. I see my man knocking down jump shots. You know what man. I'm saying? And he, but really, where his stint is, where his I, I call it a professional skill set, is his explosiveness, in my opinion, is his athleticism. He quit. He he got and he got bounce, man. Like yeah. like I said, man, I think he's gonna be a great defender. Uh, he's gonna be a great rotational player for us. And he's been playing pro basketball since he was 15, so he's been going up against grown men. Something that a lot of these kids have to adjust to. Exactly. He's already been doing that for the last three years. Another thing is. You look at a kid that's similar to his size and his age. He's 18. Darius Baisley is 19. Darius Baisley coming in at 6'9", 200 pounds. This kid's coming in at 6'9", 230. So, you know what I'm saying? He's going to be able to withstand the contact and give out contact as well. For all 82 games plus the playoffs. And I- you don't have to rush him back. He's playing behind Blake Griffin. You know what I'm saying? You can bring him along. You know what I'm saying? On your pace. You know what I'm saying? When you think he's ready. Now, if he's showing out in, in training camp and he the best wing player you got, of course you go out there and throw him on the floor. If he can help Blake Griffin out and take some minutes off Blake Griffin's knees, mm-hmm. then you go ahead and do that. For sure. But if you need to take your time and develop this kid, go ahead and do it. You know what I'm saying? My I, game, my thing is too, on blowout games, if that's the case, yeah. he need to be in there. Yeah. He need to be in there. Whether you winning or losing. And let me tell you something. Summer League is going to tell a lot too. Oh, man. I don't know who all watch every year since I can remember. I've been watching Summer League on NBA TV. Yes, sir. And I want to put everybody hip to this little plug real quick. On NBA TV, they're going to do like a seven-day free trial, right? Yes, they do sir. it like every summer. Yeah. You could be able to catch some of these young stars. Me and Al Fudge, we will be watching. We will be knowing like who. And I guarantee you, man, tune into the Pistons, man. If you're a Pistons fan, if you're really a you a, if you're a, not and what I mean by Pistons fan, you're a committed Pistons fan. Like you actually just want to see them do good. Yeah. Not the ones that just, you know how bandwagon. Bandwagon is. But if you're a Pistons fan when we bad and when we good, please watch out for this young but guy. Another Seattle, thing man. is, you know, say cool, excuse me, say cool. This year, you know, I think they got it where all the uh all the um Summer, Summer League, league games going to be on ESPN and NBA TV, so you won't miss a game. Oh, so they getting money? Yeah, they, yeah, you know, they, they, <laughs> they, they it, understand that that's yeah. important for people like us who don't got they no life. All we do is sports, on <laughs> right? Zion too, yeah, they, they letting is. that shit go down. Nah, they ain't. Dog. They want every little bit of dog, and I, I can't blame them. Yeah, so that's the drive, man. What, you ain't got nothing else for the drive? Yeah, man. Like uh, Kevin Porter, man, sliding all the way to Cleveland. Cleveland did good. Cleveland did good. I, I, I was a little. Cleveland did good. When, I really, when they I, drafted Darius Garland, I was like, "Why? You just got Colin Saxon, right?" And I, I'm still a little skeptical of that pick. I you feel like they saying? pulled the football move on us and. 
took best available. Because yeah. at, that, at that moment in the draft, he was the best available. And I look opinion. at Cleveland, and I look at them a lot different than a lot of other people do. You know what I'm saying? We got to remember that there's still some champions over there. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, them guys have been in some wars, and they've JR's been in big games. Yeah, J.R. on his way out. I think, I think Kevin Love trying to get out of there. I mean, he just signed an extension with, when LeBron left. You know, and I think they, they, they was in tank mode, so they sat him out the whole year. Mm-hmm. Let him get healthy and things of that nature. But when you look at that team, now you bring in a player like Kevin Porter Jr., uh-huh. who could be a steal. Me and you both loved him. Love I thought him. <laughs> I thought he got top five talent offensively. Mm-hmm. He got one of the more polished games in the in the in the draft. And then Darius Garland is a good point guard. They may have they might shock some people this they year. They might. But I don't think they're gonna be as bad you, as people think. Let me ask you this. Do you know why Dar- uh uh Kevin Porter slid? Kevin Porter slid um, he didn't it. see eye to eye with the head coach at USC. Um, Kevin Porter is a young kid who felt like his skill set is better. Well, he felt like he was the best player on the team, which he was. I'm about to say he, he clearly was. He, which he was, and the coach didn't want to run the offense through him. That's and why he didn't want to run the offense through him, they were losing. That's why they didn't make the tournament. So he voiced his opinion <laughs> and said coach. that they should run the offense through me. They call him, oh, he's not a he's he's a cancer, you know you know things of that nature. USC didn't even make the tournament, doing it the way the coach did. This kid didn't have issues off the court where he's getting in trouble, you know, getting arrested and things of you know that nature. He's just a young kid that voices opinion. Right. He was clearly the best player on USC. Nobody who, else from USC got drafted. Who jumped up there and grabbed boy from North Carolina, Cam? Uh, who jumped up at there at number eleven? I think that was who? Phoenix. Stupid! You were a loser. You could have got Phoenix. That. You're a loser. <laughs> Dog, you saw as hell. Phoenix, Phoenix. <laughs> man, dog. They was at six, man. They was at six. You're at six. You trade the number six pick for Dario Sarge. Yes. Who is a good? I like Dario. They traded Minnesota, by the way. Yeah, they traded with Minnesota. No, Dario, like Dario, nice, especially when he played for uh, Philly. Philly. Yeah. For Philly, yeah. I nice. like him. I think he's gonna be pretty good. He's gonna be a nice uh, piece right next to DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. And they got the eleventh pick. But dog, you needed a point guard. Dog, you needed a point guard. And let's be real, Kobe White, his his own teammate, was surprised. He was surprised. He was surprised. Like, wait, wait, who got picked? Oh, wait, what? He, he like, happy. bro, he was happy for him, yeah, yeah. But he like, hell no, he knew damn well. He knew he should have got picked the eleventh pick of the second round. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, they be doing some outrageous. If I'm a Phoenix fan, I'm I'm beyond pissed. You got to be getting DeAndre I'm Russell. I'm beyond if pissed. If you ain't getting DeAndre Russell on free agency, that draft yeah. was stupid as hell. Waste of freaking time. You could have got dog in the second round. Oh my you god, know what I'm they could have got so much better, man. But what we got coming up next, dog? We gonna so AD. Next- we gonna jump on AD, man. We got a lot more for y'all. We got some AD to LA. Uh, how me and how me and uh, LA feel about it because we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. That happened between our last two podcasts. We gonna break that whole ordeal down for you Lakers fans. Um, we got some CP3 and James Harden beef. Is it real? Is the beef really real? Like you know. So, and then of course we got some football, and then we got a special segment just for the ladies, man. For all our sports listeners to who are the ladies, we gonna shine a spotlight on the ladies for y'all. So. Be right back, man. First of the party. What's going on? Laker Nation. Laker Nation. Laker Nation. This happened, you know what I'm saying, between the podcast. Yeah, between episode two and three. Y'all already know how I feel about it. Y'all already know that I'm Laker game. I've been Laker game since Kobe Bean. You know what I'm saying? Magic used to be my favorite Laker. I ain't never really fucked with LeBron. 
But since he came to L.A., I guess we had a truce. <laughs> we made a little truce. His bitch ass didn't make the playoffs last year. I'm thinking about pulling up on him. But... Y'all Lakers boys, man. I, I know the like of Laker fans is excited. I'm anti-Laker gang. <laughs> Can't stand them bitches. I hate everything about their franchise. Oh, man. Man. I don't like. I, I respect all the great players from there. There's a lot of great legends, like top five of all time, come from that. You know, from that way. But fuck them niggas, man. And I'm gonna say this right now too. I think the Pelicans won that trade, not LA. Let's go. All right, this is where I'm gonna go with it. I was shocked. That we was able to keep Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, that, I that just was knew for a fact that yeah, Kyle that was Kuzma was going to be inserted in the trade. <laughs> and I looked at it like, all right, the Pelicans. I'm happy that the Pelicans, you know saying, they're not in rebuild mode. they just in regroup mode from what they received and how they drafted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I just knew just from the, the first deal that was asked, they asked for Kuzma, Ball, Hart, and Ingram mm-hmm. and the pick. Now it looks like we we just took Kuzma out that equation and we kept Kuzma. And I was scared because I was one of the people that said, if you AD, you got to think about, damn, why would I go to LA? Exactly. And then in four years, if LeBron leave, I'm there by myself. Now I got a young dog in Kuzma. And if they if they sign a young star, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like a D'Angelo Russell, now when LeBron leaves, it's still going to be Kuzma, AD, D'Angelo got it. A lot of people don't respect D'Angelo game. Let me tell you, D'Angelo got it. He he definitely a top 10 point guard in the league, which is saying a lot because we in the golden age as a point guard. Right? Yeah. I got him at the top 10 point guard in the league. And I felt like New Orleans won that that trade. Y'all got the almighty AD. Yeah. And that's really the crown jewel of this whole situation. Brawl in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? But the Pelicans got Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first round picks. No first round picks gonna be second round picks because the Lakers going far. All right, <laughs> you understand. But it's the thing though. Yeah, so they, if, they, if, they, if, the pick, if, the, if the pick was so good, then why are the Lakers already trying to rework the deal with the Pelicans? Like they they y'all did this so wrong. Yeah. And every every Laker fan I talk to, you can't take that risk. You can't take that risk, man. Listen, bro. Y'all was gonna sign the AD. Lakers fucked up. Y'all was gonna sign AD this upcoming summer. But the y'all Lakers, so damn greedy, man. That's what y'all get. Look, y'all Lakers, spoiled and greedy, the dog. The Lakers are in the same situation as the Knicks. How? You got to remember, the Lakers The Lakers really don't get free agents. Now, I know AD said he wanted to go there, but you got going. You get the risk of what happened with Kawhi, what happened with Paul George, and him going somewhere, he fall in love wherever he go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because the Pelicans was going to trade him. Mm-hmm. The Lakers ain't really got no free agents to come to L.A. since Shaq. That's the thing, though, right? Now, no, now you, since Shaq. That's right. A superstar. Rich, L.A.D. said through Rich Paul, which yeah. let me know. Yeah. His his agent said, it don't give a fuck. Where does man go? You know who else said that? He ain't signing. You know who else Long said that? Long term. Like, fuck you, the falling in love shit. You know who else said that? <laughs> uh-huh. Paul George. He said the same shit. Yeah, but his his age name Rich Paul, oh, and he man. ain't playing for LeBron. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And let me tell you something. LeBron James has a lot more power than a lot of people think. With that, with him in that clutch sports situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. they working they working behind the scenes, bro. Like, don't get it twisted. Like LeBron, 
listen to what I'm saying. LeBron on the court performance is amazing. But what this guy really pulling behind the scenes is also amazing. Like, you need to really look into it. He really trying to he, he trying to get another ring. You hear yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there ain't no really no other way I to put it. I think he's trying to get a couple more. Yeah, you hear what I'm saying? Like, he trying to, he making a, listen to what I'm saying. The next four to five years, LeBron making a push to catch Kobe and Mike when it comes to these rings. He ain't taking it lightly or easy. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. he has to do. He has to be that way. Number one, because he's in the Almighty West. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you in the West, you need every piece of ammunition on and off the court. But with him having Rich Paul, that's that's literally an ace in his hole. And he getting money off Rich Paul. And back <laughs> like, back to that crazy. trade, the Lakers made a big mistake when they did. They um they failed to calculate the cap. And so that, they didn't open up two max spots. Uh, they're just a shade under a max spot. So that's why they're really trying to rework the trade, try to insert another piece, maybe a third team to probably insert like Mo, Vo- uh, Mo Wagner or something like that. I mean, I hope y'all don't rework that joint, dog. I hope y'all just have to suffer with the bad moves that y'all made, man. I mean, if any, any but the thing <laughs> is, if they don't make the move, then they just a shade under a max. But this is the thing saying? that y'all, this is the thing that a lot of people don't want to talk about. AD has to sign off on this too. He got a trade. He got to waive his trade bonus. Yeah. And he ain't doing that. And why I would think, he? I think. Um, I damn sure wouldn't do it. I think that he will because he wants that other max player, and, and he gonna get the max deal next year anyway. He is. You know yeah. So I think he gonna get all that back, that money back, and I think the Lakers are gonna give him a higher bonus, like a higher signing bonus for him doing that. So he'll make that money back. But the big mm-hmm. move might not even be to go out there and get another max player. You know what I'm saying? You see what happened with the Warriors this offseason. I mean, this playoff run where they, you know, when a lot of their key players got hurt, maybe you need to spend that max money on a lot of complimentary players that can step in there and fill some of them holes. Because mm-hmm. they got to fill the roster out anyway. And that's why I'm glad you bring it to that point. Because on First of the Party, we dive deep into all of the details. Everybody know about the star players. Everybody know about the A-plus uh, free agencies. Everybody know about the A. Not yeah. too many people out here talking about the B's and the C's and understand something. The B's and the C's is where you're going to get your championship run. Because yes, your stars can only take you so much. Yes. Every championship run, every one that you look through through history, somebody came off the bench and played out of their mind. Yeah, you don't win the they you don't play win championships. Fred Van Fleet. Fran, it's the Fran best Fleet. he ever played. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And he picked guy, the right time to show his ass. You know what I'm saying? That was a perfect analogy. So, Derrick Fishers, you know what I'm saying? Them players that. They mean you know, something. You know, Ron Artest wasn't you know, signed in the first wave of free agency, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you really have to pay attention. Them star players are going to get a lot of the accolades. But like I said this year, you're going to see the Kawhis and the KD deals and shit like that. But where you got to pay attention to is the Julius Randle deals. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The players like that that's going to that's gonna move. The key players. Like I said, because a lot, a lot of people don't consider Mac – Marcus saw any more how they used to. Mm-hmm. He was a key person in that midseason he won, trade. He won. He won for the Raptors. He won them some, you know, key uh, games. You know what I'm saying? He did his thing. So uh, he had a lot, a lot of big threes. And like we said, you know, when we talked about the Raptors championship, he was blitzing Steph ass. So, mm-hmm. but the Lakers, man, um, I think when I say they were in the same position as the Knicks, you know, the Knicks fan base. Want them to go now, go now. Like I just told you on the last one, last mm-hmm. podcast. Be patient. You got them young dogs. Let them boys grow. Me, <laughs> I should really be taking that approach too. Right. And I, like I told you before, see you I said to. I would never have traded for AD because I like the young dogs. Right. Let them young dogs keep growing. Mm-hmm. I was one of the people that said that. Now AD here now, I'm a ride with it. Right. But in the same sense though, 
Understood. You know what I'm saying? Be patient with that shit. You got LeBron here already. Look, man, I don't have no patience, bro. The last time we won a title in New York, yeah. 73. Yeah. That's 30-some plus years of patience. Like, I'm good. 50. You feel me? I'm trying yeah. to win right now. You yeah, feel me? Yeah. But I, I, New York Knicks fans do have something to be excited about in R.J. Barrett. Do not get it twisted. Before Zion lost his mind and went on this crazy run, R.J. Barrett one. was considered the number one player coming out of high school. Yeah. And he was supposed to be projected number one coming out of college. Yeah. We didn't see John Morant doing this. And I, listen, I, I love, absolutely love John Morant game, though. Like, I really wish he could have been a Nick. But at the same time, you right. What you said last podcast, you guys, we got Dennis Sprint Jr. There's other players that we do have. We got yeah. a lot of point guards right you now. You got to look at it. You got, and then another thing is this, too, man. Uh, on R.J. Barrett, he was the consensus number one player coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, games change. When you play with other great players. True. When you play with lesser players. Mm-hmm. The things that he – he still scored more points than Zion last yeah, year. Yeah, he, he, st- he He broke the ACC freshman record in mm-hmm. scoring. You know what I'm saying? This kid game would have been so much – it would have been more magnified if it wasn't playing next to Zion. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because in the games he took that a Zion, lot of pressure off Zion. Zion was allowed to do a lot of different things. Right. Because of – R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett. You and know that, and I Cam feel the Reddish. same way about Cam Reddish, too. His game got toned down a lot. And, Cause, I, cause, and that was more Coach K. More Coach K was like, listen, I know you can do this and this and that, but look, you can shoot the ball. That's your best attribute. Stay over here. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Cam going to really show out this And year. it's going to really – and what's going to uh, happen is when Atlanta – when Atlanta, I'm excited rolling. about Atlanta, and I I'm not even no Atlanta fan for real. Like I don't hate them, I don't love them. I just I see them as a team, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about them young boys, bro. They got a young Steph Curry over there, aka Trey Young, huh? John Collins. You feel me, John? He is athletic. Athletic. And his game starting to pan <laughs> out. He's starting to fill out he, his game. Young Cam Reddish, they just got Kevin Hyder, the white boy, yeah. shooter. You know what I'm saying from uh from Maryland. And Atlanta got some shooters too. Yeah. Like man, they Alan Craddock just got brought over there. Yeah, everybody know about getting. Get, Everybody know about uh, shoot the lights out, Alan Crabb. Like he yeah. he get it done, you know. So they go. I think they could be a playoff team, and they got a lot of cap space. I, I got R.J. Bear being rookie of the year from New York because I feel like the reason why I say him over Zion, he he Zion got a way better team than New York right now. R.J. Bear gonna have to come play, and they say he got a lion heart. So most people who really lion hearted. Y'all know that, you know what I'm saying? You're going to take every uh, challenge. You're going to step up and give your best. And him giving his best, man, it might get him rookie of the year. It's going to be a lot of moves. A lot a lot like a lot of people say this was a three-player draft. I think this draft was really – this is going to be one of them drafts that you look back from mm-hmm. 10 years from now and be like, damn, this, he was in that draft. He was in that draft. Because Darius Garland, bro. Like, yeah, he's nice. He's nice. <laughs> he nasty. DeAndre Hunter, nice. Nice, bro. Kevin Porter Jr., Bo Bo. You got a lot of players. Keldon Johnson. Mm-hmm. A lot of these players is really good, and they fell into great situations. Jordan Poole from Michigan went to go to state. state. I had a guy at my job tell me, like, man, what? Uh, at the, I'm sorry, at the barbershop yesterday, they going to say, hey, man, I don't understand that move. I'm like, you might not understand basketball then. Yeah. Like, straight up and down, bro. He fit you that just scene. sat up here and watched this fucking team get depleted. <laughs> With 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 Steph with with Clay getting hurt and they say well they don't have any shooting and for anybody who really don't just whoever like really listen to us because y'all y'all really rock with us listen to us because y'all rock with us and from an analytical standpoint right understand that we understand what we're talking about what I mean by that last podcast Al Fudge told y'all that Golden State needed what ironically more shooting what did they GM to get paid to scout people go out and do got a shooter in Jordan Poole. Like, well, we ain't just doing this man. for our health. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, we I, really own it. We do this. We do it. Like, like I said up there and told him, like, and this guy, he's just not a shooter, but 
he can create his own shot. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He's going to sit back and he's going to learn from champions. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And he played at the University of Michigan under John Beeline where he develops talent. Golden State get the most out of their players when they're there. You've mm-hmm. seen Kevon Looney come out of here and he's developing under and shining before our eyes. Mm-hmm. A player that a lot of people didn't know out of UCLA. You know what I'm saying? Jordan Bell from Oregon. You know what I'm saying? He gets some of the best minutes of his career here in and Golden State. Right. Now you don't have the pressure of coming out being a rookie and just coming out flat out shining. Quinn Cook didn't get drafted. He wants to go to State. He's playing a pivotal part in this organization. And he had knocked down shooting. Yeah. Up. And now you're going to see Jordan Poole, who came from another good university, University in Michigan, just like Quinn Cook, who came from Duke. Right. He's going to come off the bench and he's going to get wide open looks. He's going to be the most open shots that he's ever taken in his life. And he used to taking contested shots yeah. and still knocking them down. And he's used to creating his own shot. Now he's going to teach him how to come off a curl, come off a screen. Uh-uh. You got to remember, he learned from John Beeline. Right. Played how many years at Michigan? Like two, two, three years. Two, three years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he, he's developed his game. He knows where to go. And shout out to the uh, guy Iggy, man. Also came out of U of M and got drafted by the Knicks. I, I was happy with that pick because that he, a ball, he a ball handler. He a shot maker. He a shot creator. He, reminds he me know so basketball, much bro. Of Joe Ingles. Them left, yes, and them left hand dudes are so hard to guard because you don't see him every day. Another and he one of them. For the for the Knicks, you got to be happy about is what Bryce Dakis is. He's he's not your typical rookie. Oh, he no. wasn't a typical freshman. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he older. He was twenty years old. Yeah, he older. last year. But he, he got was a freshman. He got a. He been playing uh, pro ball overseas. He do, but he has a um. The confidence about himself. Yeah, it's it's a grown nasty. man confidence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like because he, he he like I ain't afraid. He know his game. He know what he can <laughs> and he can't do. He not afraid. He can shoot. He can put the ball on the ground. I love. He's players. a tough defender. Yeah. He's gonna be a perfect compliment. Come off that bench or start next RJ Dennis Smith Jr. Because he can shoot the ball. You know what I'm saying? So the Knicks got it right, man. They, they got do. it right. They got players that can play basketball and know how to play basketball. Everybody don't know how to play basketball. A lot of people know how to hoop. They don't know how to play basketball. basketball. It's a difference. You know what I'm saying? So it's a difference. I think they sure. got it right. But back to my Lakers, man. I think we're going to end up going after D'Lo, Kimba, or, or Kyrie. And the thing about Kyrie. I think y'all going to get D'Lo in the end of the day. I think Kimba signed. He I really, think really D-Lo, sound like he's going to re I think with D'Lo, it's the perfect way to come back from the fuck up. You know, he yeah. fucked up with the Swaggy P shit yeah, he in L.A. Now he can go back to L.A. and end up. Winning the championship there and telling a, a great story. But Kyrie was talking about him going to the Nets, and now they're saying reports that the Nets backing off. Everybody ain't seen you get your own team and fail. You know what I'm saying? True. And I think LeBron's if the LeBron Nets smart, is perfect. They wouldn't back off though. They, I, don't, I mean, the reports is the report. I'm not gonna say that. If you only go right get Kyrie, would you take Kyrie over D'Lo? If you if you're if you're only gonna get Kyrie, not saying that D'Lo's better, but you know what you can do with D'Lo. You know how close y'all was with D'Lo. Right. You know the camaraderie that the team had with D'Lo. Yeah. You seen Kyrie by itself. The only difference is is just like you said, and it do mean a lot. I'm not sitting mm-hmm. up here saying it don't mean a lot, but the one thing you said is like you said, camaraderie, chemistry. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that D'Lo has over Kyrie in a and in, in that particular yeah. uh space. Kyrie's a better scorer. Exactly. But the thing is with Kyrie We've seen him with talent around Kareem's him. Kareem's not a leader, man. Yeah, with That's talent what around him. He's not a leader. In my and opinion. he's perfect for LeBron. Hella talent, no leadership. You know, he's not a point guard. He's and a two guard. And maybe he'll learn that, and you're right. Yeah, he do his best work when he's a two guard. When he just off ball, and he, oh, I, the defense is not, 
built and to I, stop I me. Don't know, built I, to stop up, I, I think he is a point guard. I think I just think he a score first mentality. Yeah, he just need to get. Thing. He just need to move the ball a little bit more because when he get the ball, it's ISO. You know, in Boston, they wanted to move the ball. But Brooklyn, a lot of that shit was ISO. But see, Boston, they with the team Boston had, you would want, you right, you would want them to move the ball. They got talent fucking everywhere. everywhere yeah. And they and they falling the fuck off, bro. I'm sorry. They, they literally, they, they kind of fucking up when right they in front lost, of our when eyes. they lost Kyrie, I was like, all right. They lost big Al Horford, though. That's, one, that's, that's the, the one, one that hurt. hurt. Yeah, that's the one that hurt. <laughs> Al Horford, the glue out there. Yeah. They, and they about to lose the more, one of, uh, yeah, the Morris boy. Yeah, yeah. He about to fuck around and go to L.A. too, he said. That'll be a nice. See, that's the type of move right there that'll fill out that roster. So, look, our next segment, we got something that's a little bit more funny. It's not too, it's still dealing with basketball, but we want to talk about this Chris Paul and James Harden beef. And speaking of beef, we might as well go ahead and throw in that Dame Lillard and Marvin, Marvin Bagley. Bagley baby. Hey, these boys out here, NBA uh, rap battle. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be right back, man, on first of the party. We back. That's some beef. What's beef? We got beef going on. Beef is one nigga like me can't sleep. Man. <laughs> What's going on in Houston, man? Man. If you Houston, look at the lay, the lay of the land. KD out. Clay out. You've been chasing Golden State the last three years. And losing. And that's been the only team that put you down is Golden State. Now Golden State is hobbled and hurt. Two of their best players done for the year. You would think that these motherfuckers would be ready to go for the crown. You feel me? You think these motherfuckers had a mind right? Man. These motherfuckers fighting amongst each other. State Farm's finest. <laughs> these motherfuckers here, boy. Chris Paul fat ass some some trade James Harden. Is it, what's wrong with this, this nigga? This nigga lose his mind. This nigga want, hey, bro, you old now, nah, bro. Don't Everybody think- know, too, that listen to this. Everybody know I, I fuck with Chris Paul. But, bro, once again, I have to tell the truth on these podcasts. Nigga, <laughs> you old, nigga. Bro. You ain't getting past your defender like that no more, you my baby. You ain't supposed to lose your mind, boy. You're supposed to lose some weight. <laughs> the hamstrings can't take it. Dog. Bro, and the media is eating that shit up, man. And, and now we, he's out here too. He out here with Daryl Morey. And the owner of the Rockets says, ain't no beef, ain't no beef. I ain't supposed to like y'all. I ain't supposed to be around y'all. And they, and they trying to mock somebody lying about the situation. They lying. Look, dog. Yeah, because it was somebody within the organization, close to the situation, that reported all this shit from the very the beginning. The only person you ain't heard speak on this situation is James Harden. Because James Harden know his place. He know he's still that nigga but in James Houston. James Harden said it's either him or it's me. He did. It's either him or it's me. Let's look at all this situation, all the problems feel, in Houston. I feel fucked up. for. I feel bad for the Rockets, man. It's fucked up because y'all, y'all motherfuckers supposed to be on y'all way. But you know what? They've been going about this shit with Daryl Morey about buying in for the, for the year. Not planning for the future. Not, not, not properly building around James Harden. But we're going to go to State. And they talking about getting State. rid of Clint Capella like that ain't one of y'all better players. Because they cap, they cap strapped, but they're not cap strapped. They want to they keep bringing their max players every year. The thing about it is, when you sign Chris Paul to that dumb-ass deal, <laughs> Snick is going to be 37 getting paid crazy money. Crazy. He still owe $127 million. And ain't nobody picking that Who up. Who in the dog. fuck is going to trade for Raymond Felton, big brother, for $127 million? Hey, Chris dog. Paul nice, though, man. He just 
He yeah. is, but he only go play 50 games. His hamstring's bad because he keep eating them cheeseburgers. Hey, bro, and you keep chasing around motherfuckers like Damian Lillard, uh, Westbrook. Everything about, <laughs> he losing everything but weight. You keep chasing them motherfuckers around. You, your hamstrings will be hurting, too. Losing his mind, losing his hair. Yeah, that like, nigga. what's boy. going on, dog? He need, like, to go, he need to go to LeBron, Barber. But you know what? It's going to take a crazy move, something that's going to be out of the ordinary for them to get over that. You know what I'm saying? The beef is, you know... Harden and him are fighting over the ball. This is something that they was talking about when they first when they first even started talking about it, bro. Yeah. Before before they even was on the team officially, they was like, "How that's gonna work? You it know. ain't enough basketball to go around for them too." But you know the thing with Harden is Harden made it to the Western Conference Finals without him doing with the same shit that he doing now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now you want to take the ball out of his hands with Chris Paul and Chris Paul demanding the ball and trying to coach. James Harden. But look here, dog. I ain't got farther without you. But it's the thing about James Harden, too, that he need to humble himself. Remember, you had the most – because James Harden, my favorite player in the league, I pay very much close attention to this man. Mm-hmm. You had the most turnovers in history. Yeah. In the playoffs. Yeah. That means you need to get the ball out of your hands and learn a little bit of clay, work off the ball. Yeah, Come I on, agree. man, because everybody understand. Same thing about James Harden, same thing about Giannis and Ben Simmons. Them three guys, you know what's funny about them three? They're going to dominate. 82 games in the regular season. You know what I but think? But when Chris that shit Paul, slow down, it's yeah. going to be a different. You know what I think James Harden need? I think the ball needs to come out of his hands, but I don't think he need a perimeter player to take it out of his hands. So he need to go old school. He need a 90s basketball. He need a, he need he a, need he a, need a, post. a post player. <laughs> he need somebody that he can dump the ball down to that's going to get some points. You know who he need? He need like an old school, like a David West, LaMarcus Aldridge, he needs somebody like that. You know what? I, and this is one of the things I said when the season ended and when we first heard the uh, beef issues when they first got eliminated. Yeah, Blake Griffin even should. The thing I think he need, I think Philadelphia and Houston need to come together and make a deal. I think the you got a player like Ben Simmons who can't play with Joel Embiid. You got a player like Chris Paul who can't play with James Harden. Mm. I think... Philly's gonna have a decision to make when they come when they when they sit back and look at it and say, Ben Simmons plays his best ball when Joel Embiid's on the floor. Joel Embiid clogging the lane. Yeah, and he's trying to get to the lane. And Joel Embiid is more efficient and more effective when he's got his back to the basket down low, not mm-hmm. out the not out outside shooting threes. So when you sit back and say, okay, well, it's easy. We're gonna trade Ben Simmons mm-hmm. for uh, for somebody for Joel Embiid. Well, you can't do that because Joel Embiid don't play nothing but 62 games uh, out of the year. And when he do play them games in the playoffs, he has issues in the playoffs where he's missing games because his knees. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's missing games. So you're going to say, this guy could be out the league in two, three, four years in Embiid. And we traded Ben Simmons. Who could be better? You know what I'm saying? So you saying Philly should trade for Chris Paul, trade Joel for Chris Paul. Now, if you trade Joel for Chris Paul, you got a point guard and, and Chris Paul – who is still effective, but like now with James Harden, you got Ben Simmons who's running the show. Chris Paul can shoot the three from the outside. Then that times take over. We've seen Ben Simmons get a ball up. Hey, go ahead, go for what you know. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, do your thing. You know what I'm saying, Chris yeah, Paul. He definitely, could. yeah, he yeah. definitely will so share the ball way more than James. Yeah. Sure. So and now you got a player like Chris Paul 
who can have the ball in his hands and give Ben Simmons the proper time to adjust and develop his post game or a mid range game Which in the process. That, like he clearly need that. Yeah. And and, I, and like I said, if him and Giannis ain't working on jump shots this summer, bro, oh, they come back the same. Yeah. They're not gonna ever be champions. That's right now. Show them y'all. This is the highest that either one of y'all have ever been. Yeah. Y'all don't come back with something. I think Houston will still win that trade though, in my opinion, though, because Embiid going to the Rockets. Yeah. And you got Jane and then James and I, able fits. to dump it both down there in the playoffs. No, it, if it show fit, I feel like it'll fit faster or more efficient or better with Embiid going down there to Houston. If Embiid going down there to Houston, bro, oh, my God. Because in I the playoffs, when it slow down, it stopping ain't no stopping Embiid. Yeah. And as soon as you try that little double, Houston got all them damn shooters. And swing, hard. swing, bang. It's over. The thing is with Embiid. Uh, going to Houston is going to take a lot of pressure. He want, he's not going to do so much because mm-hmm. of Harden and his ball handling ability and his create mm-hmm. him create and his his, his ability to shoot. Mm-hmm. Another thing is Houston had had the history with with Yao Ming, so they know how to attack the situation. Well, yeah, now. it's they, not they, a foot. Houston, now it's just a knee. With, Houston with love big man too. They got a long good Houston, history. Uh, they got a king down there. Ralph Hakeem Samson. Still, Hakeem still work out with big men down there. So he can work with Hakeem. It just fits that whole. Yeah, if he get with Hakeem, bro, you, we already know what's about yeah. to happen. If, so, he, if, he don't, man, if he ain't considered one of the greatest centers of all times when it's all said and done in his career, his, his career ain't living up to what it's supposed to be. I mean, he I got that much Chris talent. Paul, and I think with Chris Paul, we always seen Chris Paul in the West. So yeah. that's running up and down, up and down, up and down. That's doing a lot of numbers on his hamstring. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul has a game that if he stays healthy, he's very effective. He, he can defend. He can still facilitate. He has a daily mid-range game. He can shoot the three. But Chris Paul got to mentally grow up. He old as hell. He act like he's younger than James Harden. They said he petty as hell. He never let shit go. He got the little man syndrome. Like, he be tripping about shit in practice. But if he know, don't get calls, shit, it's practice, he, You nigga. know who he fit? Who? Jimmy Butler. Man. They the same motherfucker. Jimmy Butler. Now, they don't give a fuck. They go do whatever they got to do to win. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler is cool with Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade. He real close to them. Mm-hmm. So now if you sit back with that situation, up, you know what I'm saying, he fit. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect fit. Jimmy Butler come back. You know what I'm saying? Maybe in that deal you you swing. From Philly, yeah. I yeah. See what you're saying. So now if you, if you Philly, you bring the deal you say Capella and Paul for uh, – Capella and Paul to to, to uh, Philadelphia for Embiid, you know what I'm saying? And a pick. That's, and, and probably a pick or something. That's yeah. a perfect deal yeah, that for both nice. teams. Because now you still got a guy like Capella who don't need the ball, but he can still finish on the basket, he can defend, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah, so I think – Oh, yeah, good-ass deal, matter of fact. And that's, I think that's the that's the move right there that shake things up in the West. They make that move and shit up. compensation for that. They freshen shit up. You know what I'm saying? Because as as it stands right now, the uh the the Lakers need a foe. The Lakers need somebody out west that's gonna say, okay. And the Lakers might fuck around and get DeAndre Jordan, bro. I don't think it fit. I think where they at right now, AD need to be the center. Don't spend that money on because if you if you have him at the center, you got AD. But look at look at AD Kuzma, and AD and Boogie play great together. They did, but it's, it's still opening up the floor because AD can shoot. So when LeBron need to put his head down and get to the basket, he can do that. Kuzma can play the four or three. So but they got gonna, size. Y'all going to need a garbage man five, though, bro. Yeah. Even Miami, when y'all have Miami. You got it. You got they McGee off the bench. Bring yeah. Le- JaVale McGee still do the little dirty work, you know what I'm saying? But to the Rockets, I think that's the best move for them. I think it is, too. You they know? ain't going to make it, though, I don't think. I mean, but too I, much I think, pride. Yeah. yeah. And you already here first. First to the party. Yeah, first to the party. <laughs> the shit pop off. There it is. There you know it saying? is. And you need that because now 
you look at Philly, they need to move too. Because now you can't stay in pack because you got Milwaukee, you got Toronto, you all these teams getting but, better. But the only thing about Philadelphia, they're not in a much of a, a a stressful situation as Houston because Ben Simmons still got time to grow. Yeah. What if he come back and grow his game? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what if he come back with a post game? But now they he got, got a little over the. You know, he got a, a shot he can hit consistently, seventy percent, sixty percent of the time. You they got take an issue. That. They got a small issue with cap. They're trying to bring back Tobias and Jimmy Butler, and they mortgaged off all their future. It's gonna come to a situation to where. If you more, if you if you pay both of these players, you max out uh, Jimmy Butler. Bless you. You uh, max out Jimmy Butler and get Tobias a lot of money. When Embiid and Simmons both come up, who you max? Because the money ain't gonna add up. They it's a good. They're about to lose JJ Reddick, who's a key shooter. Key, key, and they key lost. Point they gave away Covington. They gave away Sarge. They gave away Fultz. And let me tell you, Fultz, I'm not mad at, but that Covington and Sarge move wasn't a good move for them. Cause think about it, they needed them in the playoffs because them two guys are shot. They shot makers, mm-hmm. and that's how they got kicked out the playoffs. They couldn't make shots from nowhere. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying JJ Reddick. He need everybody know JJ Reddick a shooter, but when you align him up with other shooters, it's hard to key in just on him. Yeah. And he it what a Robert. Covington being out there, you couldn't just key in on JJ how they was doing. You know what I'm saying? I, and by them losing JJ, I think if you bring Simmons, yeah, still keep Simmons at the point guard. Have Chris Paul play next to him. You know, saying so that it's gonna be like him and Harden at the as point guards basically. You just got Butler, Tobias, and then Capella. And the only thing about that though that make it a little bit better for Chris Paul. Um, Ben gonna give up the ball willingly because mm-hmm. he is a natural. He 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 played more like Magic, more like LeBron. He believed in a real flow of the and game. And I think James Harden's lack of playing defense. I don't know, man. Pissed him off too. It may be, but this is what I like to say about that too. Everybody want to talk bad about James Harden defense, in which we he's shown. He's shown. He got a lot better on defense, bro. Like I'm talking, about, I ain't talking about just about the numbers because I I, I I like to joke around, but like he was number two in steals, which he was behind Chris mm-hmm. uh, Paul George. James Harden was number two in steals in the NBA. You can't play defense. You can't get that many steals if you don't play defense. But what I will say, if you just turn on James Harden tape these last two years and compare it to that one year. Everybody really got magnified that he didn't mm-hmm. play defense. I mean, my man got better on D. I'm not saying he locked down. I ain't saying he first all team one, two, or three. He playing good to, enough I gotta, defense. I got to bring some to some to these people's attention too. Remember when James Harden was in OKC? Mm-hmm. He was their best defender. Right. They had stuff. They had players like Cephalosha. They had players like Serge Ibaka. He was coming off the bench and he was playing some good ass defense. Not uh, just between offense. him and Cephalosha, they probably yeah, they was, was the best on ball defender. They was playing. He was playing some good defense. He was balling. You know what I'm saying? When he gets to Houston and you play for a coach like Mike D'Antoni that don't play defense, same with Carmelo. You, he tells you, "Don't play. You ain't got to worry about that side of the ball floor. Just give me these numbers on def- on exactly. offense." That's what happened. But you've seen in key moments when they need a stop. He sits there and he locks in he plays right. defense. Because a lot of people, they say the same thing about Carmelo. He don't play defense. When Carmelo was under George Carl the first few years, yeah, he Melo was sitting out. down. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He's sitting, sitting down on LeBron. He's sitting down on a lot of stars. You get playing Dan with Antonio. Dan Antonio. In New York. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. And <laughs> Antonio don't believe in none of that. Now you're starting to get them bad habits, man. So quickly, before we close out this segment, man, it's still about the beef. We got to talk about this little NBA Rap battle between uh, Marvin Bagley and Dame, Dollar. and Dame Dollar. The young bull and Bagley got bars. <laughs> he do, but Dame Dollar is an older player, older older person, so he's more articulate. 
You know what I'm saying? You got to remember, Bagley only went to school for one year. <laughs> and it's showing. You know what I'm saying? Bro, that nigga saying some bullshit, too. Yeah. He had a couple bars, but then this kind of like, oh, you want some bullshit. Yeah. It all started, if y'all don't know, uh, he was on first to take. Stephen A always getting getting motherfuckers in something, too, by yeah. the way. We don't get to that. But Stephen A ass was basically saying, him and Max Kellerman instigating ass, was like, okay, we found out that Marvin Bradley can rap. You're like, yeah, yeah, I can rap. Had to put him on a spot. It's a competitive league. You never supposed to say somebody else better than you, even if you know or believe that. Yeah. They asked him, who better between you and Dame Dollar? He stuttered. I, I, I had to say myself. That's how he said it. He wasn't really confident with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he really wanted no smoke. Some real reason Dame felt provoked and just had to eat him up. I'm like, Dame, Dame should have did that, I think dog. it's all friendly. I think they both know that it's friendly and they having fun with it. I yeah. think they probably talked over the phone or whatever and said, hey, let's just do it. It's yeah. fun. It's for the game. Free pub. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Free pub. can spit. But we all know that Dame can spit. We and Now we know that Marvin Bagley can spit. True. I just hope at the end of this, now we can get a track with both of them. And uh, with Victor Oladipo on the hook, him <laughs> and Andre right. drumming. You feel me? Because hey, a lot of oh, people was, this motherfucker drumming, man. No, nah, nah, look, nah, <laughs> nah, all the other players, you know, Marvin Bagley Young, but everybody else winning. Drum, we made the playoffs. I'd rather have Drummond work on some hook shots than his music. But I like <laughs> I like drumming music. I, I like Seven Mile Dre. It was. <laughs> I like Seven Mile Dre. Seven music. Mile Dre. You know what I'm saying? But hopefully we Duh. get an NBA. You know, get some of these guys on the same tracks together and you know work together. It'd be man. funny, man. I I like to see the music video of that too. Yeah. And while we in this little silly segment too, man, make sure y'all look out for that Space Jam too. They dropped. Who gonna be in there? LeBron gonna Shout be in there. Shout out to my girl Diana Taurasi. Yeah, she man. gonna be in there. She the. Uh, the female Kobe. Uh, yeah, man. You know DT saying? got DT got game. Got game. Speaking dog. of females with game, we got another segment coming up next. Just man. for the ladies, man. For all our ladies listeners, man, we're gonna shine a light on a ladies sports right now. Young legend. And we got a young legend we're gonna talk about. First of the party. All right, ladies. We ready for y'all. Look, that's what we got going on here. So every week, me and Al Fudge, we decide to make sure that we try to put together a segment just for the ladies. We don't want to leave anybody out. We found out that we do have some female listeners, so we're going to put and pick maybe like one or two sports or one or two people who are doing something very influential in the uh, women's sports realm, and we're going to bring it here on First of the Party. Today, our first person we're going to talk about, y'all know who her, young legend, Shakari Richardson. The young girl out of track and field um, out there in LSU, man. She out here, not, she she not tearing it up. She not killing it. She being legendary right man, now. It's legendary. crazy. Uh, got the, the world record. Mm-hmm. Broke the 100-meter record all in one race. You know what I'm saying? All she only, one a, race. only a freshman. Only a freshman, though. So let me tell you. So she ran the 100-meter dash, man, in 10.75 seconds. Now, the record was previously held by another LSU alumni, which is Don Sowell. She ran it in 10.78 seconds. So she just broke the entire record for school. Uh, she worked the junior world record all in one race. She broke it by three-tenths of a second. That record lasts for like 30 years, man. So that's like super impressive. And, I mean, she young, bro. She only a freshman doing this. It ain't like she her body even fully developed. Like, she probably still going. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, she's still grinding. Just give us something. Uh... Man. To look forward to in the Summer Olympics, too, man. For sure. Because uh, this young lady, Miss Richardson, man, with track and field, we haven't been been this into it since with Allison Felix, mm-hmm. uh, Marion Jones. Mm-hmm. So this gives us something to look forward to in the, Olymp- the Summer Olympics. This is something that's been dominated. Track and field has been dominated by what, Usain Bolt and the, men, and the men's, you know what I'm saying, for the past, what, 
couple Olympics. Yeah, but now we got this lady flying around. This young girl, man, she a freshman, like we said. She only gonna get stronger, only gonna get faster. And I want to give a shout out to the Alex, that Allison Felix team, though. I can't remember some of the other ladies' names that they had on there. Mm -hmm. I apologize about it, but that team right there was probably one of the greats. Like they was fooling. Now one race they lost because they got hurt. Uh They pulled up. uh, Somebody pulled a hammy. They end up. I think it was Allison Felix. Matter of fact, she ended up pulling up. She pulled the hammy, but. That was a great, great group of ladies. But this next wave that's coming, they got swag, they got confidence, you know, and they ready Man, to go. And when and she, she the leader, when she <laughs> broke the record, she actually pulled up and started she celebrating. She was celebrating though before she even crossed the line. So like she a really could have, she could have broke some more she off of that ten point seven five. She could have shattered it. I think she just, I think she just uh, basically gave herself room to break her own record. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, Man, much love to her, man. And she, I want to announce too, man, she going pro. So she only spent that one year in college. She just recently signed with Nike. She already got a commercial that aired. So if y'all looking for that commercial, y'all can go on YouTube or check her out on Twitter, man. I follow her on Twitter and I follow her on IG, man. She a good people. And that LSU track team, ladies and dudes, they got a history down there. Yeah, and they soft, take man. Some in that water, so, boy. Man, they down there running down yeah, there. Yeah, she dog. down there going crazy. Another female I want to, uh, to get some uh, shine to is the returning Returning to the Los Angeles Sparks this week was oh, yeah. Candace Parker. The great. You know what I'm saying? So the WNBA season is underway. I feel like she's the female version of Carmelo. Her game is nasty, but yeah. dog. Skill wise, <laughs> she's yeah. You know, she's, she's a champion. So cold, she a champion now, you know what I'm saying? They got the uh the Aguma K uh sisters over there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The twins. So, you know, so they, they over there, they trying to Go for the go for the ship, but you know you gotta watch out for the Las Vegas Aces, man. Them girls over there balling. They got that young girl Asia uh, Jones. I mean, what's her last name? Asia. Uh, uh, she she just won a national championship yeah. with uh with with Dawn yeah. Dawn Staley out there in South Carolina. She you know, over that there. girl ain't no joke. They got Liz Cambage. Mm-hmm. So you know WNBA man, a lot of people don't pay attention, man. Hey, if you're looking for some hoop. Watch them girls, man. Get Bro, them, them girls lady, some plug. They, they, please do, let man. Because them, them ladies, they work extremely hard just like the fellas do. They mm-hmm. put in time. They put in work. They got families to feed just like the fellas. So you got to get love to the WNBA. And they can games be competitive. Man, like, they be watch, going out there. See, look, man, I used to watch WNBA. Uh, I, I always stay in tune with it and, and, and watch it when I can. You know what I'm saying? I was a big fan of the Detroit shot. You know what I'm saying? Big Deanna fan. Nolan. Uh, they team Cheryl was built Ford, just like Sweeney that 04 Cash. team. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and the way that they used to play back then is a little different than how they play, a lot different than how they play now. Them girls out there dunking the ball now. Yes. We just seen Brittany Griner come through with a crazy dunk last week. Crazy, dog. You know what crazy. I'm saying? They and dunking in traffic now. They ain't just no every once in a while. These girls are going in, man. man they doing and this young girl, man, she just dunked in high school, man. You heard what I said. A young girl, man, you can look it up on YouTube. Black girl, I don't know her name. She just dunked it on YouTube, bro, in a game. Like, these girls out here, man, they coming with something totally different. And their game is just like the NBA. It's more fast-paced. It's more open. They guards can – I mean, they, they playing basketball, man. They playing real basketball. Like I don't want to make it about a race thing, but, you know what I'm saying, in our community, we got to start showing some more love to our black women, especially uh, the WNBA is a, a predominantly uh, black right. league. You know what I'm saying? And they don't get – paid as much as the NBA players get paid and I think that's bullshit. They for sure should. And they make more money overseas than they do here. And that's why they have to play like that. And you know, you miss a lot of time in your family when you have to go overseas to make money and then come back over here mm-hmm. and then play a whole WNBA season yeah. too. You know, the fellas ain't got to do that. So they shouldn't have to do it either. So I'm going to put you on spot real quick, man. What's your, give me your top five WNBA players of all time. All time? All time, real quick. Oh, man. Uh... I'm going to have to go with 
Diana Taurasi. Lady Kobe. Lady Mamba. Cynthia, uh, Cynthia Cooper. Oh, yeah. Cynthia Cooper was like the Jordan. She was. Like her and uh, Cheryl Swoops. Yeah. Uh, that rock is cold. I mean, not the rock. That comet squad is yeah. cold-blooded. So, I'm going to go with both of them. Uh, Lisa Leslie. Got to put Lisa in there. I, I don't want to say it's too early to put... Oh, I'm putting uh, Maya Moore. I'm in putting there. her in mind, bro. So go but ahead. But you got Sue Bird too, man. I, I, Lauren Lauren Jackson. Look, man, I know who I'm putting in mind. You hear me? I'm gonna go. I'm a. I'm gonna take Cheryl Swoops out and put, and put uh. Put Maya Moore in there. Okay. But then I'm gonna go with with Sue Bird. All right. So look, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. A lot of mine gonna be a little bit new school. I watched like when New York Liberty and all that back in the day too, so I'm I'm very familiar. But Teresa Witherspoon, bro, she was so nasty, dog, bro. She was, so look, I'm gonna go with my number one lady hooper of all time is gonna have to be Deanna Tarazi, hands down. Lady Mamba. I'm gonna take it really, really old school because I seen her hoop. Cheryl Miller. She went in the WNBA. Oh, that okay. don't count. All right. But you know she but one of the she, greats. Though. She's the greatest female she, hooper of all oh, time. She one of the greats. She she probably she she the only one to really rival. I remember I remember they a story. I don't want to interrupt you. It was, it was a quick story. Uh, Reggie Miller's dad came and picked them up. They both had a game the same day. <laughs> Reggie Miller got in the car after Cheryl got in the car, and we all know Cheryl's the bigger, you know, the older sister. You're right. And she was in the back seat, and she let she let Reggie in the front. Mm-hmm. They said, Reggie got in the car. His dad said, tell her what happened. He said, I got 60 points today. I went crazy. Mm-hmm. He said, how many do you have? She said, I, I dropped 100. <laughs> he said, you lying. They said, no. No, it's in the she book. She dropped 100. 100 ball, dog. 100 piece. Hey, she bro, gave... I'm say it's her own record. My big sister, I ain't got one, but if I had one and she did that to me, bro, totally pissed, my nigga. Man, after I just hey, dropped a 60 cause? piece, I'm a, I'm a, a 60 hey. piece hard as fuck to drop. Bro, I'm going to hit her with a water balloon. Something got to happen, you feel yeah. me? Yeah. Like, it got to be something going on. I might have to get I might have to get my ass off. If that pipe pop, park the car. <laughs> Square up. Square up right now, Stop I'm running up on her, man. So, all right, so I can't put Cheryl in there, but I just want to make sure that we, we put out there in the community, we do our due diligence that Cheryl was one of the greatest hoopers, yes, female hoopers yes, of all yes. time. One of the greatest hoopers. Period. Not, not just females, but hoopers. Hoopers. I'm gonna go with Deanna Tarazi number one. I'm gonna go with Lisa Leslie number two. Lisa Leslie, she completely changed the game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Candace Parker too, man. I mm. watched Candace Parker since Tennessee. She's been a winner her whole life, yeah. dog. You know, and I have to throw Candace Parker in there. I have to throw to me in my opinion the best female point guard. Um, and that's Sue Bird. I love Don Staley, but yeah. Sue Bird, man, that's like Steve Nash, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And then uh, how many is that? What is that? Uh, one, two, three. Uh, and I'm gonna throw Maya Moore. Yeah, Maya Moore, man, because she is she gonna be the goat. Yeah, at the end, when it's all said, she, when done, she comes, she, you know, she this year she man. said now, you know, she's trying to, you know, do her. Uh, yeah, she she's trying to become thing. a preacher. She's trying to she become, become a preacher, preacher yeah, man. So and, she, she, and I think I, she might even start a family too. So yeah. there's definitely ain't nothing wrong with that. She need to take that time off. So yeah, but um, sure. another thing, I don't want to forget none of the greats like Tina Thompson. Cold. Uh, you know, I don't, or, you know. Rebecca Lobo. Rebecca Lobo. You know, that 96. <laughs> they dream team was pretty good. Sweet Man, cash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They got a lot of legendary Whoa. female flares. What Lauren my, Jackson. My girl Tweety. Oh, Lauren Jackson, one yeah, of the best yeah, scorers yeah. of all time. Yeah, that yeah. girl got game. Uh, what about Tweety, man? She's played just like Rip Hamilton. Deanna Nolan. Shaq, Deanna Nolan. Katie girl, Smith. Katie Smith. 
Play yeah, like Chauncey. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. That yeah. joke is crazy. Man, man. We, we, Kathy Ford, which is uh people don't know Cheryl that's, Ford, uh, yeah. Cheryl Ford, that's my bad. Carmelo daughter. Carmelo daughter. Yeah. You know, hey, yeah, man. We we get big love out here to the ladies, man, for sure. Yeah, so uh females, man, we gave, came gave y'all some love. We're gonna keep doing keep doing it. Some female segments. Uh and another thing we wanna uh wish a speedy recovery to Clarissa Shields. She had to pull out her next fight uh with a, a minor knee injury. Uh, we want to wish a speedy recovery to her and uh, check out the greatest woman of all time in boxing. That's her, man. Clarissa Shields. Clarissa man. Shields. The GWOT. So, yeah, the, the GWOT. Yeah. Greatest woman of all time, man. She so, got her. So, speedy recovery to her. And hopefully, you know what I'm saying, she come hey, back. And and shout out to that USA women's soccer team. Oh, It's a man. lot going on with them because a lot of people, man, they, they saying that they need to pull up and all that. Listen, ladies, if you hear me, if you listening, dominate. Put your foot on their neck. And Keep don't let them it. breathe. Kill every team. And we don't care about friends. When you meet friends, what friends is. Like, look, that's just what it another is. another thing is this, too. Keep having fun with the celebrations. Period. Y'all dope, man. Go Keep crazy. Fun. Keep going crazy. But on the next segment, what we got, man? We got you know, some football. Oh, it's gridiron time, baby. Yeah. Ladies, NBA we showed y'all love. Fellas, we right back at it. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, man, we... Football, we gonna do, we gonna do NFC East. NFC East, we breaking down the entire NFC East. We handing out grades. We did NFC North episode two. We did NFC East episode three. Man, we excited, man. It's first to the freaking party. You know what it is? Fucking party. Let's get it. <laughs> we ready for some football. Let's get it. NBA then fell down. We still got the WNBA. We got the big three coming on today. But guess what? And the big three is in Detroit too. Yeah. So yeah, if y'all, y'all, hey, if y'all in, uh, in Detroit, man. Go show some love out there today, man. But we got we it's about time to get ready for some football. Oh yeah. We got we, this NFC East pop. About on. to break down the NFC East, aka the money market. This is where all the big money market teams that they threw them all in the one. The big names. You, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? This one this this division right here is in my eyes a toss up. A lot of people can't stand this damn division. I ain't one of them, but I damn sure can't stand the Cowgirls. I, I call mean, this Cowboys. I call this the uh the Joe Buck division, the Troy Aikman division on Fox. You know what I'm saying? You know it's 4 o'clock when you got the Cowboys yeah, on. Yeah, you know, the Eagles playing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Troy Aikman with the weed eyes on there. The red eyes. You know, he'd be off that He'd be off that 1-7. Hey, bro, I'm telling you, bro. If you a, if you a Cowboys uh, quarterback, you're going to be an analyst later on in your life. Man, what? But, they, but you know what? I like Troy. I like Tony Romo as a uh, analyst. Hated him as players. Love him as analysts. I love though. Joe Buck, too. That means big game. Yeah. I feel big, a big game segment when them boys is on the... Ooh, on the... I just got to chill. I'm, I'm ready for football, baby. Man, it's time to start hitting Ooh, the motherfucker. Ooh, it is. You know what I'm saying? Hit the motherfucker right. You want to start so, it off? Yeah, I start off a little bit. I'm going to start off with the Redskins, man. Whew. I came out with the Redskins. I actually gave the Redskins a B-plus with they offseason. Yes, sir. From the draft and all the moves that they made thus far. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. They notable draft picks was uh, the quarterback, Dwayne Haskin, right, out of, uh, you know, that one school. Uh, then we got uh, uh, <laughs> then we got the one school. Uh, we got um, Montez Sweat, outside linebacker. That was a very key pickup, in my opinion. I had him being a top 10 talent. Montez Sweat, one of the great, one of the great edge rushers in that draft. Now, this is where it got real interesting because they needed – Help. They needed speed on the offensive end. They needed receivers, and they wouldn't got two of them. And I feel like they wouldn't got two great receivers. Uh, we got Terry McLaurin, and then we from got one school. And then, yeah, for the one school, and then we got Kelvin Harmon, uh, NC State. So listen to about that. Now, when it comes to the quarterback, everybody know Haskin had talent, man. He lit. He lit uh, my my team up this year. Um, I think Haskin really had one of the best pocket presence, one of the best throwing from the, the from the pocket mm-hmm. accuracy. 
I mean, he lit Ohio State up, man. Let's just be real. Like, he, he broke I like a lot Dwayne of records Haskins. there. I like him too, man. I like Dwayne Haskins. I like the grade you gave him. Uh, this roster that they have is uh, very underrated. Mm-hmm. I thought that last year by getting Alex Smith mm-hmm. that the Redskins was going to do uh, some big things. I really love their roster. I think that um, Jordan uh, Reed and uh, Vernon Davis at the tight end, both of those players – are really, really, Jordan really good. Jordan's got to stay healthy. But when he's healthy, he dynamic. He was healthy last year. He and, and we all know what Alex Smith does when he has a good tight end. Mm-hmm. You know, he got good history with uh, with um, Vernon Davis from their days in San, uh, San Francisco. Jordan Reed, when healthy, is one of the best tight ends in the league. Right. Period. You know what I'm saying? So I really like their roster from, uh, from, you know, from that point last year. Uh, they had a real good offensive line. Now you turn around this year and you go out there and get Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they got Case Keenum as the backup. Yeah. And, and the good thing about that is about them having those two decent quarterbacks, I don't know how Dwayne is going to play. I expect for him to actually be pretty ge- decent or pretty good his first year. But this is what I want to say. They only got $7 million attached to the cap for them two quarterbacks combined. That's yeah. key. That allowed them to free up. You know what I'm saying? You, you, Keenum, you can move money around. And Case Keenum is, a, is a one of them quarterbacks that – He's with talent. He's really good. You see what he did with Minnesota last mm-hmm. year in Denver. Uh, they had a lot of injuries from Emmanuel Sanders to Marius Thomas being traded out. A lot of his weapons was gone. Adrian Peterson had a resurgence last year. He did. Uh, he did. Darius guys towards ACL. He'll he be, back. be back. He go and hey, listen, man. I got a guy, my homeboy, my brother, man. He a big LSU fan. He always put me up on the LSU running backs, but he not real biased with it. When, it, when he tell me about these running backs, these LSU running backs, man, they coming in the league and they doing something. I'm expecting yeah. Darius guys to come back and have a pretty big year. And then he get to learn from the great Adrian Peterson. I think I'm a, That's I'm, amazing. I'm a, Darius guys has a track record. When uh, Fournette got hurt at LSU, he stepped right in and they didn't lose a beat. Not at all. Then he came back the next year and had a better year than Fournette. Mm-hmm. He's playing behind a better offensive line in Washington. And he get to learn, bro. He get to learn from a great AP, I think he's going to be better than Fortnite. Ooh. I think he will be better than Fortnite. See, that's why you come to first of the party, fool. Because we're going to give you the bold opinions. Everybody else, what they scared to say, we're going we to say, say it. And let me say, too, man, them two young receivers, because they needed help at receiver last they still year. Got, they, you know, last year they signed Paul Richardson from uh, mm-hmm. Seattle. Right. And that was a big pickup. Yeah. But see, now you got Terry McLaurin. He, mm-hmm. he run a 4-3. Speed. You know what I'm saying? And this is the thing, though. Most speedsters, all they got is the fly route. This guy got route running in his in his repertoire already too and then kevin Harmon, they got in the sixth rounder he already a professional route runner yep. everybody that say that that's his best attribute he can run the entire route tree and he more than likely gonna win on 50 50 balls you talk about you got them two them two young receivers out there you got that young quarterback and he can move around he's mobile mm-hmm. you got a running back which is the quarterback's best friend they offensive lines is still intact from last year Man, the Redskins looking okay on offense. On defense, I love their defense, man. Jonathan Allen from uh, Alabama, yes, Deron Payne. Mm-hmm. They went out there and got sweat, like you said, and they still got Ryan Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. Then but in the, the second, splash, though, you got to remember the splash. They, I feel like they overpaid for, for landing, but you needed a playmaker back there, and, and you he, went and got one. He's going to help Josh Norman out in that secondary. Yes. They went out there and signed Dominique rogers Cromartie. Uh, off from off the street, mm-hmm. uh, Fabian Moore, uh, Moreau. Last year he set out uh, with an injury. Mm-hmm. He, he'll be healthy. He was a rookie. 
The defense played pretty stingy last year. I think they're gonna be really good this year. Mm-hmm. So I like your grade, man. I love, I love, yeah, I, love I, I gave them a B plus, man. The only thing I think that they maybe could have did better on is maybe, in my opinion, pick up you know maybe somebody else in that secondary. Try to make a, a little bit more of a bigger splash in the mm-hmm. secondary. But like I said, you got Landon Collins. That's where you spent your money at, and that was smart. Maybe over, maybe overpaid, but I mean he is a star back there, in my opinion. I'm gonna go with the Giants, man. Let's and, get it. Uh, with the Giants, and they off season. I know that you know uh, the general manager be getting a lot of heat, <laughs> a lot of heat. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on the limb. Y'all heard it first here. Y'all heard it on the podcast once by myself. The Giants will be better than the Cleveland Browns next year. Okay. And I'm gonna get a off season. Uh-huh. So far. Uh-huh. A B plus. Ooh. The real reason why I say that is Ooh. you've seen Eli win the championship. You gotta win me over. Come on, tell me. You've seen Eli win the championship with just a great defense and without a number one receiver. Mm-hmm. He's had Plaxico Burris and uh Victor and uh you know little little you know receivers that's not number ones but mm-hmm. capable receivers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now you go out there with Eli, give him a dominant running back like he had with Tiki. You got Saquon Barkley, who we all know is a a dual threat of the beast. Mm-hmm. Now you got Golden Tate, who is in that realm. Yards after the catch. Sterling Shepard, same, same little young, uh, small receiver. Those are get the ball out of Eli's hand quick. Mm-hmm. Eli's hands quick. You know what I'm saying? But you got a real good tight end, Evan Ingram. Yeah. They issue the last few years has I like been. They issue the last few years has been the offensive line. Last year they went out there spent money on Nate Solder. They drafted Willie Hernandez, who, who had a really good season. And then this year, they made with the Odell trade, Kevin Zeitler, the offensive lineman from uh, Cleveland. Yeah. So that was that was a, you know, a pretty big uh, move. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Defensively, they trade a lot of their I players like away. They, they trying to turn. They trying to go run heavy again. So mm-hmm. that kind of, I think they're trying to get back to that old Giants play action. We going to run the ball. And then when need be, we let Eli make decisions. Yeah. They still should have drafted Dwayne Haskins in my opinion, and the fact that they did not draft Dwayne Haskins, and he in the same division, I think the, if he, he going to try to make him pay. If you look at his draft reaction uh-huh. when they didn't pick him and they picked the uh, – He went home too in Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Maryland kids, he, so. When they uh, drafted – what was his name? Daniel. Uh, Daniel Jones? Yeah. I like Daniel Jones from Duke. I liked him. I watched him. Uh, you heard it here first. Dog terrible. I don't care if he went behind Eli and all of them. He went with their coach. Because that's really why they drafted him. Let's just be honest. We know NFL, ESPN ain't going to say that. But he come from the same stock as the Mannings. He worked with the same coaches. They like, they, we're going to try to keep duplicating this. Mm-hmm. Boy, terrible. I like what they did. Uh... I like Daniel Jones. I think he. I think he's solid. He's very athletic. Can move the ball. He's more athletic than what I thought. He, Already, he reminds me of Trubisky. He reminds me of Mitchell Trubisky, but he can I throw the him. ball a little bit better. Um, Jabril Peppers. Them getting Jabril was that was he's the from he's from Jersey, so yeah. he he going home. Basically going home. He had a very good year last year for Cleveland, and he graded out. No, nobody identi- talked about that. That Nobody defense, talked about that. Dog. That defense in Cleveland played really stingy, and he was the main reason why. You know what I'm saying? He played free safety. He played basically free. He can just roam the field. Mm-hmm. He graded out higher than Landon Collins last year mm-hmm. from Pro Football Focus. They went out there and they got Antoine Bethea, who's older, an older player, but he's a veteran. He's going to be right next to 
Jabril in the secondary. You know, put everybody in the right spot, too. Yeah, so, and then you already know they got Jack Rabbit Jenkins at the corner. You know, that's my dog. They drafted DeAndre Baker from Georgia, and they went out there and got Julian Love from Notre Dame. And DeAndre Baker is a bigger corner, too, man. Yeah. I like DeAndre Baker. I had him as the third best corner coming out, man, behind Byron Murphy and behind um, Greedy. Greedy. Yep. But, but DeAndre in that system, I think he's going to be going to be all right. And I think now by them uh, getting DeAndre and Julian, uh, you can't forget about Bill. That they got from uh, Sam Bill. Yeah, they got Bill from the uh, what's that? Complimentary the the, uh, the other draft Compo- right after compository. Yeah, the compository draft yeah. last year. He actually had a, a shoulder injury that held him out all year. He's another big corner. So mm-hmm. out of they revamp. Yeah, they revamped the secondary, and now they can move Jack Rabbit back to the slot because they got two uh, young corners on the outside. Uh, three actually with Bill. I like what they I like what they doing. Basically, what they did with the secondary was if we can, if we can hold our hold them receivers down for a while, we can get to the quarterback. Give us enough time to get to the quarterback. They went out there on the uh, defensive line and got Dexter Lawrence from Clemson. So he gonna go right next to Dalvin Tomlinson. I like what they did. I gave him a B, man. All right. Now we are gonna move on to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Fly Eagles, fly. Now, we've done two um, divisions so far, NFC North, NFC East. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a I'm a difficult grader. This will be my first A that I'm giving out. I gave the Philadelphia Eagles an A in what they did in the offseason. First, I want to talk about their losses. They lost Golden Tate, quarterback Nick Foles, linebacker Jordan Hicks, running back Jay Ajayi. This is who all they lost. But let's talk about what they brought in. Mm. They notable draft picks, that which they really needed, offensive tackle Andre Dillard. Running back, Miles Sanders. Receiver, J.J. Arcea, Whiteside. Arcega, I'm sorry, excuse me, J.J. Arcega, Whiteside. Literally everything that I just named is everything that they just needed. That's a part of my big offseason grade. Because we all know, you can anybody can look up and see what you need. Are you actually going to get what you need? And are you actually producing and progressing in what you need? Are you getting better? Now, as far as them losing Nick Foles, we all know the situation behind that. We all knew that was coming, but I like Carson Wentz, so man. I'm not. I don't feel like that's a loss. I think Carson Wentz don't get it. like man. <laughs> he don't get enough. Credit. They was talking about him being the best quarterback in the league on a run that that when they won the before Super Bowl, he got hurt. Before he got hurt, mm-hmm. man. The, the way they were talking about that kid was crazy. You know, what I'm saying he had a couple bad, yeah, two bad injuries, the ACL from a free kit and a back injury. It reminded me about it reminded me of Derek Carr. Remember, yeah. they hyped Derek Carr up just yeah. like they did Carson Wentz. He, got hurt, he got hurt too. And now Derek Carr about to come out and go fucking nuts this year. Be healthy. <laughs> we go see the hook. key acquisitions for the Eagles, man. Defensive lineman Malik Jackson, big mm. pickup. Went back, got Deshaun Jackson, who is everybody know he is speedster, man. He gonna take the top off of that defense. Wentz got the arm to get it to him. That's definitely gonna open up the offense. And I tell everybody, I'm a big believer in that. When you got play action going. And when you got a guy that can take the top off, that opened up so much other things for your man, offense. Carson Wentz got some crazy weapons over there, man. Man, he do. Uh, they defense, they picked up Ronald Darby, cornerback. That was a good pickup. Timmy Jernigan, defensive tackle, my dog out of Florida State. Mm-hmm. He's still making a difference. He's a good pickup. And then they got this, uh, they got the safety. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but it's Andrew Sandejo. Sandejo. Played with Minnesota. Good safety, good pickup. I got him as an A, man. They didn't lose much. But they picked up key positions in what they. I like your grade, and I and I and I love. I gave him an A plus. Jordan Howard, man, 
They brought Jordan Howard from Chicago. I don't know why Chicago gave him up. <laughs> I don't know either. But Jordan Howard's going to run behind an offensive oh. line that is crazy. He bought the ball for This them. offensive <laughs> line, Jason Peters. Yes. Now, they drafted Andre Dillard yeah, to go did. right behind Jason Peters to learn from That's him. That's what I'm saying. He Jason Peters learn, is though. what? In year 14? Mm-hmm. So, it's a smart move. Don't don't draft after Peters is gone or done. Mm-mm. Draft while he's still there. Let, Let him learn young. from a great. Yeah. They still got uh, – uh, Jason Kelsey, the older brother, Travis Kelsey, who was a dominant uh, lineman. Brandon Brooks, mm-hmm. Lane, Lane Johnson. That offensive line is crazy. Don't be surprised if Jordan Howard lead the league in rushing. You heard it here. They, that offensive line is retarded. And, and Jordan Howard thing, is a dog-ass running back. And that's the thing, though. The holes they had in the defense, they feel, and then they retain majority of their stars on defense. Yes. Still got my dog, Brandon Graham, out there. Uh, Detroit Crockett, you yep. of them. You know, they, they defense still good over there, man. Yeah, they brought Mary back Benny Curry. Come on, man. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, they, they – Fletcher, Fletcher Cox. Cox. Like, how we no, going to miss him? going to be right next to um, To Jackson. Jackson. And, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I say when you – that's why you have – I gave him an A. Because the young guys that they drafted, they either fill the hole to be a starter or they're going to learn from one of their greats. And look at the you, weapons that Carson Wentz got. Smart, this offense man. is going to be the best offense in the league. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, he still can run. He's still Alshon. a burner. Alshon Jeffrey is a big a big target. You know what I'm saying? He can win a lot of 50-50 balls. Nelson Aguilar is a, one of the best Speeder. slot receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been his best. You know, he had a, a down year last year without playing with Wentz and uh, with Golden Tate over there. Took his basically his position. But then they got arguably the best tight end in the league in Zach Ertz. He and then they got the young ball. boy, uh, Dallas Goddard. You know what I'm saying? So he got the weapons, man. These boys are going to be It's going to be a problem, man. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to do no predictions just yet, man. But I will say this, though. As far as the NFC East, we looking good. We got one more. Two more. No, we got one more. Oh, we one did, more. We did, oh, we did, did two. You did two? Yeah, I did two already. I think the best team in the NFC East is the Dallas Cowboys. Fucking Cowgirls. Man. Bullshit. I, their offseason uh, really hasn't been much, um, but I just love the makeup of the roster. They gained a player that's already been on their roster in Travis Frederick. He was out all last year. Yep, the center. Well, yeah, with the syndrome. Uh, they gained uh, – Jason Witten came back. Uh, I'm not expecting Jason Witten to be the receiving tight end that he was, but I think he's going to be a safety blanket for Dak Prescott. I think he's going to still be a, a great blocker. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to be another offensive lineman. And with that being said, that means Ezekiel Elliott is going to have another great year. He could be right there with Jordan Howard as the top running backs in the league. And I want um, to speak on that too really quickly. That's Dak Prescott and uh, Zeke Elliott. A lot of the times I feel like the media be biased towards the Cowboys. This one instance, they are not being biased. They, I feel like they're trying to pit them two against each other. Yeah. And, and it shouldn't be. Listen, no. Zeke Elliott is great. Great. Yeah. Dak Prescott is good, but they both need each other to win. Yes. They neither one of them gonna win without the other one. So you take Zeke outside of that great offensive line. We don't know Zeke might be average. You take that play action away and that good running game away from Dak, he probably be below average or average. So listen, stop all the drama. They both need each other. They both gonna be very important to the Cowboys having a successful season, which I hope they don't have. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> uh, they went out there. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Amari Cooper. They got Amari Cooper, who is one of the best receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a resurgence. Uh, like, like you said earlier, Derek Carr. People was talking about how Derek Carr wasn't there. And and, and he, they say, you know, he got hurt and he was, you know, down. But look at him when he played with a great team, an offensive line and a, and a, and a good quarterback. 
Yo, that receiving court crazy. <laughs> they went out there and got Randall Cobb, man. Shit, dog. They went out there and got Randall Cobb, who Yo. played a nice slot receiver. God. Michael Gallup had a really good year last year. So, Alan, hey, don't forget about Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns had the nasty leg injury at the end of the season, so he may not be back. But Tavon Austin, Austin, a lot of wiggle. Lot in open field, you're a dead man against him. Man. Uh, the defense, oh my God, this Marcus defense. Lawrence, I love bro. this defense, man. Uh, I love Demarcus Lawrence. Tank Lawrence gets to the quarterback. Um, Robert Quinn, veteran. He played for the Rams, the uh, Dolphins last year. He, he, he and you know, he, he, he already said, bro. He excited to put that bullshit ass star on. Yeah. He excited. He excited to put it on, man. No. Um, I was in Tyron Crawford, but Shawnee. Now look, <laughs> the veteran. He's had a lot of injuries. He's usually on the right side, uh, right outside linebacker. They, they push him to, to the left. left because they have Jalen Smith and they got Leighton Vander Esch. I'm gonna tell I, you right now, I out of out of all the Cowboys, I this motherfucker Jalen Smith though. Beast. <laughs> Him oh, and Leighton Vander Esch, they can run, man. they can cover, they can play Jeez. against the run. They man, they they are perfect and. Sean Lee can do all those things, but he has to be healthy to do them. He got to be healthy. So he gonna lead. The, he gonna lead that linebacking court. And he, now he's gonna be on a snap count because he don't have to play all those snacks, so he's gonna be healthier. The secondary is fucking nuts. I wanted them to go out there and, and make a play for Earl Thomas. They didn't bring in Earl. Shout uh, out to the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens made up. That's gonna be another. That's gonna be. Hey, that's gonna be on the next one. We get to the AFC. We get to the AFC. But the secondary, mm-hmm. they got Jadobia Wuzier, uh Anthony Brown, the boy from Michigan, Jordan Lewis. Who made man. A, a, a jump, man. big jump. But they got, they got him on the slot, right? They got Jordan running the slot. They got Jordan no? playing the slot, and they got him playing safety. So he's just moving, bouncing around. Wherever they need him at, he's a playmaker. He's a ball hawk. He can cover. He can tackle. Just a just a, a tremendous player. Anthony Brown, Awuzie, Byron Jones. They got one of the best secondaries in the league. Yeah, um, the hole right now is free safety. Uh, Xavier Woods is very solid, though. I like Xavier Woods. Uh, Jeff Heath, all right. Yeah. They went out there and got Georgia Loka. They got to do better at uh, strong safety, though. Yeah. I don't know about damn George Heath, but that ain't my problem. Yeah, but like I said, they hopefully they've been in talks with um, uh, Eric Berry. We don't know how much he got left in the tank. But um, if he go there, he set out all year last magnified year. Magnified him. And that'll just push him right over the top, man. So I'm going to get him an A. I'm going to get him an A. The just, NFC East, man, it's looking tough. It's looking tough out there, man. Man, that division And that is division, tough. All, everybody knows, if you watch football, that division is the most, I don't know, They you can't depend on that division. It's no, it ain't like the Patriots and their division. We know the Patriots. We don't know who coming out of the NFC East. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we have no idea, but I'm excited about football, man. I can't wait for college football. I, oh, man. I, I'm, listen, I'm excited, man. Oh, I'm man. excited. It's coming, man. This, this is the time, man. We're getting there. It's slowly. I don't want to rush the summer. I love oh. the summer. I want to be outside. But listen, let's look, come on now. Let's this get to it. This football shit is coming, <laughs> man. You got anything uh, coming up, man? Listen, this weekend, man. what you got on for this weekend? Man, this weekend, I'm going to shoot downtown, man. I'm a, uh, I ain't going to go to the big three, but I'm going to be around I'm trying to see what I can hear. You're getting on my first of the party. Um, but I'm just going to enjoy this weekend, man. We finally got one summer weekend uh, in Michigan. It's been a while. What about you? Man, got a little nephew uh, little nephew uh, birthday party today, man. I'm going to go shout out to my little nephew. Happy birthday, Caden. Uh, another thing, man, you know I'm a big pro wrestling fan, man. Oh, man, you got me. Yeah. I, don't even, <laughs> I don't even go around. You know, WWE got a pay-per-view a tonight, ago. man. I mean, tomorrow, man. AEW got some fighter fest tonight, man. So I'm going to get on that, man. Uh, oh, I want to talk about Tyson Fury, man, before we get out of here. Oh, damn. Hell yeah. Man, yeah, uh, he, he fought a bum. 
He fought a bum. And and did what he's supposed to do, but this motherfucker was singing to his girl after the fight. Yeah, man, man. It's crazy, crazy, man. He just show trying to sell me. tickets, yeah, man. Show he's, me, he's man. selling tickets, man. You can't get mad at him. We just gotta see. Me, we gotta see what he gonna be. Everybody now they saying that he the best uh, heavyweight. Heavyweight man. Hey, I, I still think it's that man Wilder, dog. Hell yeah. To be the best, you gotta beat the best. But look, I'm out, man. That's all I got for y'all. Once again, I'm sorry for the late podcast. Oh, it was man. on me. We still got it to y'all this week, though, but man. We got so, it to y'all. Hey, it ain't all on Breeze, man. But we're going we gonna to keep coming to y'all, man. Uh, show us some love on this pod, dog. Hey, man. We appreciate all the love y'all been giving us so Comment. far. Comment. Give us some more share comments. It. It don't, don't, just, don't just listen to it for yourself. Please, share it with your coworkers, everybody, man. We want we, everybody to hear this content, Because we've been first to the party. We said that the Warriors needed a shooter in the first round. And all people said they reached. We went out there. Got Jordan Poole. Told AGM y'all. believed in what we believed in. So, that motherfucker hey. hurt us. And you know. So listen, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Share, comment, like the page. We got a page going on Facebook, man. It's already doing numbers. So we appreciate y'all. But listen, t- word of mouth too. It ain't all about social media. Tell your people you know about a dope podcast. Your man, your man Jody Breeze. My big bro Al Fudge. We out of here. We out of here.